Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Today I want to break into this topic. We're hearing a lot about it on the press and the news and white privilege. White privilege. What does the Bible have to say about this notion, this idea? Are there races that are superior and others inferior? Has the white man been privileged and advantaged? Should reparations be paid? Again, what does the Bible have to say about these things? And what should a Christian view be on these particular topics? Because it's very divisive in our nation today. A civil war was fought here in the United States over the division of our black men, substandard and um, inferior and don't have equal rights to the white man. There were people here in this country that used to believe that, and maybe perhaps today there are some. I've honestly never come across a person like that um, in my life. Well, let's look at what white privilege is. If you listen to the liberals, if you listen to those who feel victimized by the white nation, and by the way, you know, there's there's a Muslim organization here in the United States called the NOI, the Nation of Islam, Louis Farrakhan and Malcolm X and all those people that um, were part of this uh, organization, Elijah Muhammad, who founded it back in the 1930s. They believe that. They teach that. And uh, they teach that the white man is evil. And one day, with God's help, they will overcome the white man and make them their servants. So there is a teaching of white supremacy, at least they, they're, they're purporting it, that, they're, that the white man feels that they're superior to what they're teaching each other. And I've been in some debates with some people on that particular topic from time to time, and there's no telling them different. No telling. Can't tell them differently. White privilege is this idea that the white man, white society, should be regretful, should have remorse for their advantage position in life, After all, they got there only because they climbed there on the backs of black slavery. So therefore, if we're going to bring healing to our nation, reparations should be paid to the black culture here in the United States. And whiteness should be, if you're white, you should be ashamed. You should apologize. You should uh, lower your gaze and head and, and live with regret and remorse over that and apologize for it. To get into this, to break this down, I've got to explain the difference between equality and equity, okay? Because uh, that term equity is being thrown around a lot, and a lot of people don't understand it. And the goal, in a way, is the same when they say, well, we want equality here. And then some might go further and say, no, we don't really want equality. We just simply want equity. And so what, what do they mean by it? So let me try to explain it and illustrate it as best as I can in this short time and then get into the Bible on this issue. Equality involves everyone receiving exactly the same treatment, an equal share. So let me give you an example. Imagine we've got three men. Bob, he's got $1,000 in the bank, 
and Joe has $100 in the bank, and Pete has only a dollar. So if you give them an equal share, if you say, okay, well, let's have equality, we're going to give everyone equally the same amount, $100 each. Well, now Bob has $1,100 in the bank. Joe, he's doubled his income. He's gone from 100 to 200 and Pete has 101 So Pete's still, you know, the one with uh, with the least amount and so now equity is different in other words we're going to bring them to an equal standard together and therefore some will receive more and some will receive less to bring them into an equal standard equity is bringing everyone to an equal plane so pete uh, to make him equal with bob they give him 999 dollars to add to his one dollar so now he's equal with bob joe's given 900 dollars uh, to add to his 100, and now he's equal to Bob. But Bob gets nothing, all right? And then Bob will say, well, hey, that's not e- equal. And uh, just like in the other example, Pete would say, well, hey, you know, thanks for the 100, but I'm not equal with, with Bob. He's now richer, and I'm not much richer compared to him. The government thinks, okay, well, I'll tell you what, we'll fix this, all right? And this is where socialism and communism and all these other harebrained ideas of uh, saying, well, the rich shouldn't be so rich and the poor shouldn't be so poor. And so let's take from the rich, let's spread the wealth, blah, 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 blah. And so the government comes out and says, all right, we're going to fix this. And so Sam, Uncle Sam, steps in and he takes from Bob $800 and he leaves him with 200 and how he does that? Well, income tax, property tax, sales tax, regulate his business, uh, fines him for his uh, increased carbon footprint, whatever. They're going to find all kinds of ways, and they're going to take away his money from him to redistribute the wealth. Now, Bob has lost 800 He's down to 200 And uh, Uncle Sam, well, to do this job, he's got to get paid, of course, so he's going to keep 500 for his fine work and help he's bringing to the nation, right? Leaving only $300 to be distributed of that 800 that they took. So they give Joe 200 to add to his 100 and now he's got 300 But, you know, he's going to get taxed and pay his fair share, and so now he's really only left with 100 And uh, the 300 that they took from Bob and the 100 they took from... Uh, Joe, now 400, is uh, going to help the poorest, the most needy out there, Pete. And Pete is told the good news that he's now got income for life from the income. He doesn't have to worry about it anymore. He's going to get $10 a week, which is going to cost Sam, uh, the, the government, $520 a year, which means now the government is running a deficit of $120 a year. Now, of course, Sam's not going to relinquish his cushy paycheck to make the government run in the black. Uh, but it's easier to blame Bob, who's now has the 200 and they're going to go after that and get, get that from the greedy guy so that he can pay his fair share. So that's basically <laughs> how the government's solution over equity and bringing the distribution of, of wealth there, okay? They're not going to raise everyone up to a high standard. They're going to bring everyone down to a poor standard. That's just how it works. So let's look at the Bible. What does the Bible have to say about this area of white supremacy? Okay, well, first of all, the notion of race is a man-made notion. It's, it, it's comes, it comes from man's thinking. This is the world's wisdom here. 
the biblical view about race is that there's only one race, the human race. Acts chapter 17, verse 26, and the Bible says, And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth. And so all the nations of the earth come from one blood. The Bible also says in the book of Acts chapter 10 that God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't look on some people as superior and certain people inferior. In God's book, we are all equal in, in, in that regard. Now, let me quickly address this false teaching, this uh, error that crept into even American theology is the, the mark of Cain. It was taught, erroneously taught, here in America that the black man had the mark of Cain. Uh, remember in Genesis chapter 4, after God had punished uh, Cain for his sin of killing his brother Abel, he banishes him, he is now a vagabond, and Cain pleads to the Lord, what if someone finds me and kills me? And verse um, 15, the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any man, any, any finding him should kill him. So this mark, we don't know what that mark is. Uh, it's been suggested that, he, that they darkened their skin uh, and so on there. And therefore, that's how we got the black man in the human race. That's just a bunch of, uh, of inventive baloney. Uh, it, 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 there's nothing in the Bible to suggest that. Actually, the mark was given for protection. It was given just for one person only, and, and, and it ended with him. So let's be clear. The mark of Cain is, is a false doctrine. You won't find anything in the Bible to back that up, that, that the black race... Uh, again, we just said there's only one race, the human race. So here's the second thing that, that, that I want to get to. And boy, when I saw this, I thought, wow, that's exactly what this is talking about. Isn't it interesting when we read the Bible? Sometimes we have no clue what certain things mean. I mean, it just means nothing. And then certain things develop, and then a new light gets thrown on a subject because of what's going on in the world. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 26. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 26. I encourage you to find that verse, mark that verse, and, uh, and share that verse with someone and, and help them understand it because, uh, because this truth needs to be spread. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 26. It's a standalone thought. You, you've got these paragraph marks every, you know, for the, each verse and stuff. And so, in other words, in the book of Proverbs, sometimes we get a standalone thought, a statute, a teaching, a, uh, a piece of wisdom. And it's not really connected in a, you know, the Bible usually speaks in narratives, and we understand God working in our lives through relationships and the narratives and stuff there. But the book of Proverbs doesn't come to us that way. Sometimes we just get, you know, uh, bite-sized pieces of, of, of information. And that's what we've got in verse 26. Let me read it. Also to punish the just is not good, nor to strike princes for equity. Again, we were talking about the word equity earlier on. To bring an equality to everybody it's wise not to strike princes for equity. So let's look at this verse and, and let's break it down. 
Also, to punish the just is not good. In other words, to bring harm and um, uh, uh, um, punishment on a just man, a man who's just, um, you know, someone who's not done anything wrong, but to punish him as if he has done something wrong, that's not good. Now, it's not commanded not to ever do it. It's just saying, hey, uh, if you ever find yourself in this situation, that's not a good situation. But to strike, nor to strike, to bring harm, to bring um, uh, injury to, to princes. Princes are people with power, people with possessions, people of privilege for equity. So in other words, just as it's wrong as it's to, uh, to punish a man that's just, it's wrong to injure, harm uh, a, a prince for the sake of equity, to bring equity to others. And so let, let's face it, there are people with the, that, that have, and there are the have-nots. They'll always be with us. They will. Some people are industrious. Some people uh, work hard, and they should be rewarded for it, the Bible teaches us. Uh, and, and some people don't. And some of this wealth is passed on to next generations, and some people are born and, you know, with a silver spoon in their mouth. And sometimes we might be jealous about it, and they may be like the princes out there. They've got power. They've got privilege. And some, but to take away from them for the sake of equity, God says that's not good. That's not good. Adam Clark, one of the Bible commentators, said, No experiment of this kind has ever succeeded, however worthless a king might be. Okay, Let's be reminded that God says this notion is not good to follow. I hope this has been a help to you. We're going to have to stop there. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.